0: Charlie, hey Giovanni, boy, yesterday I'll top. Na 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 na, <laughs> na 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 na. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to You Wanna Be On Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's Next Top Model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Javani and Aya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24
0: cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we
1: cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you wanna, wanna be on top? top? <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> welcome back to you want to be on top an episode by episode retrospective of america's next top model i am your co-host charlie jensen and i'm joined as always by my highly decorated co-host dr Giovanni anaya of the antm institute international
1: hi everyone are we
0: ready to be educated please make me stay after class Dr. <laughs> 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 let me get the paddle <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my favorite lesson fortitude <laughs> dr anaya today is of course a very special episode of you want to be on top it is our mail sack episode which comes around <laughs> but once a cycle like christmas like christmas <laughs> <laughs> and like christmas we are here to give yes give to our toppers all righty well the first
1: question we got in is what was our favorite episode from this cycle
0: hmm well uh, this was a pretty dramatic cycle in retrospect which um you know i didn't really remember but i think my favorite episode is the one with the acting challenge uh and camille's puffy lip uh <laughs> and camille's uh, artistic license with the script and her performance the beauty shots and the Rolitos commercial and katie's elimination kind of hit all my okay. notes for me what about you, Giovanni?
1: My favorite episode, honestly, I think if you know me, you know that I love history. I think I had to say my favorite episode is when they go to Italy and they go to Milan and they um, shoot in Verona at the Colosseum. Uh, there's so much history there. They're in, I wouldn't even call it tour, but they're in high fashion and they're modeling high fashion eyewear. <laughs>
0: provided to them by solstice (laughs) there's a a lot of like capellini pepperoni parmigiana like that's the energy of that yeah and i mean the
1: photographer was named massimo i mean how more italian can you get Mm
0: -hmm. this is also the ghosty episode with the boys on bikes right
1: yes the vespas and camille's love affair begins
0: yeah which gave Camille the vapors if i remember correctly <laughs> question 2 dr anaya what do you think was one of the most quotable lines from the season i have a feeling that you and i are aligned on this answer
1: i think so too
0: I, also, I honestly i
1: have two i think most quotable lines i think obviously the most quotable line for this cycle is you had sex wait can you perform it oh my god oh my god just tell me what did you do what's the worst thing that i could have done you had
0: sex Ah! (laughs) amazing oscar oscar and the oscar goes to dr anaya (laughs) for this podcast i had a lot of time practicing that's also my answer just for the record you had sex traumatized traumatized disbelief Yes, the
1: iconicness of it all
0: unforgettable unforgettable yeah
1: where's answer that lady gaga gift where she's like magical breathtaking whatever the hell she says The little monsters out there will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) And then my... Honestly, my other second most quotable line is, I'm not finished yet.
0: <laughs> when wanna tells a black woman to shut up.
1: Yeah. Oof, <laughs> what a time to be alive. Mm, yeah. Okay, next question. What is the most underrated and overrated individual shots of the cycle? Ooh, I love this question because I think that both of us agreed that the cycle didn't have the best creatives. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's only cycle two. They were better than cycle ones, but they're still, they weren't that great?
0: Well, I'm trying to think of photos that the judges loved that I was like met about. The shot of Mercedes as Billie Holiday, I think was an overrated photo. The judges really liked it. I don't think she was giving Billie Holiday. Plus, I think she was incredibly directed by Tyra in that shoot. So it was a little unfair. Of course, there was not really a great shot from that shoot because it was what? trash yes (laughs) it was party city (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think my underrated is one of the underwater shots actually i think katie's was definitely underrated
1: i think they had called april 1st or something like that or maybe even sarah i want to say for me the most overrated one i think honestly oh man i didn't they really 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 like mercedes's solstice shoot because she had better body language but her face still red as commercial but they'll still collectively did like her photo okay that's when i think it was it was overrated because it wasn't that great and april because she was just looking like a flaming hot cheeto there she was just laying on the ground
0: april does look like she is fashion roadkill in that shot but i kind of live for it so
1: (laughs) yeah i think my overrated ones were them too and then underrated It's definitely Katie in the quench shoot. I think she was giving you water fantasy. She was in (laughs) Sook Organza, probably upside down. She had, the legs were open. I mean, she was a little cross-eyed, but she was still making some connection with the camera.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, she's under fucking water and she's upside down.
1: Yeah. Let's let's grab her. Yeah. So let's give her- Katie, some credit because she mm-hmm. was doing the damn thing in that shoot.
0: Oh, the shoots this cycle are so bad. <laughs> Why did we even make it through?
1: I don't know. We had to.
0: Um, well, Giovanni, if you could have photographed one shoot from cycle two, what would it have been?
1: Verona solstice i mean who just to have been shooting the girls in italy i definitely would have maybe taken a little bit more creative liberties and maybe making them look a little better i think i definitely would have partnered with um jay Moore and been like this isn't working for me if shandy was the best thing that massimo had shot that entire year for a reality show i mean why wasn't the film did not reach her level Mm-hmm. The film was overall very disappointing. So I would shoot Verona. Um, I think I would have also have shot the nude ones. Have seen a lot of naked women mm-hmm. and I love women's bodies. And I just think there could have been more done. Like I was t- like, we were like, we had talked about on that episode. It like Mercedes's and April's looked like porno. It was like, you know, we were going to see piss flaps. And- <laughs> <Giovanni>. <laughs> I didn't want to see Makes piss me, flaps. Makes my
0: heart cry when you say that. Only say it out loud.
1: <laughs> so yeah, and I think they were in a great location. They were in Lake Como at yeah. Stephen Fairchild's villa. Like there could have been so much more.
0: Like I don't get why the why Shandy and Yuana were, were shot by the beach. Both locations I thought were interesting. It just like April and Mercedes, like their location wasn't even in their shot. Like it was with Shandy and Yoanna.
1: Yes, and then we were provided the full versions of these photos by one of our toppers. Realized that April was the most exposed girl on this shoot. Like her titty was all out. <laughs> it was like,
0: areola was about to be seen. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, now a biology podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I would have shot those two. I think those were, the Verona one definitely had a lot of potential. I think especially with the wardrobe that was given on that shoot there could have been a lot more potential with what the direction jay wanted this shoot to go in for the nude one they he Mm -hmm. he wanted highly stylized italian editorial but the only fashion they had was a pair of pumps
0: so yeah it it came out very guest jeans but i think that you you in particular could have done really well with that creative oh hell yeah if mike Mm -hmm. rosenthal is listening to this podcast i think (laughs) i would just want to say that out loud (laughs) (laughs) thank you
1: what say you
0: well, what I'm would gonna you have one a shot. I'm gonna be controversial, shocking no one. You're gonna say Steve um, Madden, aren't you? No, it, that was close though, but that set is so awful. I feel like <laughs> they blew the entire photo shoot budget on the Adam and Eve. And so that's the one I'm gonna pick because that had that had setting, it had location, it had, you know, another model involved. I thought the the styling of the women was really interesting. Um, I, you know, I don't love that it was fully nude as the first shoot. That's the only thing that I might've changed. I would have let them wear something, but mm-hmm. I like, I like the idea and I like that each, each model got to be a different take on that narrative. So it felt like a, a, a richer canvas to begin with.
1: I also wonder if Nigel was the top built photographer for this cycle, or if Massimo mm-hmm. is the equivalent of Nigel in Italy, mm-hmm. like who has the better roster? Um, I think Overall, we know the real answer to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. So yeah, I would love to have known if this was Jay and Nigel both collaborated on this and was like, what can we do to make this look good for myself as well?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Any other ones? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. I kind of love this question.
0: What was the standout panel moment? When I read this question, literally the first thing that popped into my mind was Nigel Barker verbally thirsting over April at her.
1: Okay. Was and he the then, one who told her to
0: ooze more? I can't remember. Oh my You God. know, I have a terrible memory. Everyone on the podcast should know. That's why we can't wait weeks to have this conversation. But I'm re- in that episode, he definitely gets called out for thirsting after April. And he's like, ha ha ha, yes. And it's like- "Yeah." Shut the fuck up, Nigel. (laughs) You could be her dad's younger brother.
1: (laughs) Okay, I agree. That was, I mean, I don't know if that was stand out. That was more cringe than anything. I think a stand out moment was, oh my God, see Amara and Katie fighting about... Mm -hmm. Jay not helping Siamara out on the
0: the laundry hole shoot. And also Katie taking on some kind of very weird, potentially racist accent in that moment. (laughs) Can we talk about that for a minute? I don't recall that. She got, I mean, I think she thought she was being sassy, but it was really racist.
1: Okay, I don't recall that. I mean, was she going like Island Girl? No, she just kind of
0: like, like, (laughs) like, you know, it sounded like she might've been wanting to roll her neck while she was talking.
1: okay. Yes, I get that. Yeah. I see that. Okay, okay, okay. Another other standout panel moment.
0: Yoana hmm. flipping up her skirt at the judges. Oh, Yoana. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Made him laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think was the most hard to watch moment? Oh my god. Sarah going home. Oh, yeah. That was she was Oh, that um, was terrible. She
0: was a shell of a woman.
1: She was on level 10 like like disappointed yeah agree that one and i think shandy giving up on the competition
0: oh when she was doing her beauty shoot
1: yeah <laughs> i was like why is there the awkward silence
0: i was trying to remember did shandy say she was quitting um not yeah, not no.
1: physically quit dating but like she just had no more drive she was on e yeah true
0: i think for me joanna sliding into the queen b role when she won that challenge where she got to boss everybody around
1: oh I was gonna say that too but I figured you were gonna say that
0: yeah and especially every every interaction between Joanna and Camille is very hard to watch now because it feels feels racist um, yeah. <laughs> I mean it does and it is yeah I you know I appreciated the opportunity to come back to this season and see it from this distance because I I, I know we talked about this like I had loved Joanna the first time around and i think i just didn't i didn't have the same awareness of i just didn't have the same awareness of racism that i have today and now it's very hard for me not to see it and it's also very hard for me to root for you for that
1: reason. oh my god speaking about this i think <laughs> camille was posting about i think she was throwing she was doing some um some throwbacks or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and i commented on her and i was like the other girls were just so you were confident and we love you. And she liked it and replied and said, thank you.
0: Yes.
1: So we know where our loyalty lies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very, ooh, this is going to be a, definitely a conversation starter. Besides the top four, who would you swap out Mercedes for in the final two? I'm going to go real, real controversial and probably say Katie. Because she had the most potential, aside from Joanna and Shandy. I mean, she won like two challenges, didn't she? Or she won that main, she won the catwalk challenge, and so they went to catwalk. Carmen McWavel's house, mm-hmm, and she got that she... ring or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Yep, she got eyes wide-shutted. Um, what lies beneath (laughs) yeah I think I would throw Katie in there I think Katie just looked like a model she had potential she was just I think a little too young and didn't have the mentality for but she walked like a model she got a terrible haircut but I think she still had a lot of potential she was a canvas for sure too because she was dare I say it
0: blonde and blue eyes this is a really hard question I mean Although I appreciate Camille, I just don't think that she photographed well very often. So she is not it for me. So I come down to actually Sarah and Janasha. And I
1: Okay, you guys, this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for coming by. <laughs> Janasha or Sarah? Are you kidding me?
0: No. I mean Laura it...
1: Croft Tomb Raider. Yes. Beer I... model.
0: But look beer who's beer commercial left. model. Let's review who's left. Bethany, Camille, Ziamara. Heather. And what
1: Katie. about You're not gonna pick Katie at all? You're gonna over I like don't, Katie?
0: No, I don't think Katie was good. <sighs> okay. The only good photo Katie took was that underwater one that we discussed. And I think that was an accident. Okay. I actually leaned toward Janasha because I liked I love her Steve Madden photo. I thought it was amazing. Um obviously I would pick April. If I could pick anyone, but I can't. She's already in the top four. Not allowed. Right? Not allowed. Um, and so, and not Ziomara because she she kept looking like she was pooping in three of her shoots. Janasha, who's but like I said, like who's left? It's not Heather. It's not Bethany. It really comes down to Sarah, Katie, and (laughs) Janasha as the three viable candidates for this. Okay. And you, it's not Katie for me.
1: I think Eric Nicholson have a few
0: words with you. That's you know, Eric. (laughs) I love oatmeal so I'm happy to have that conversation but um yeah I think Janasha had more potential I think that she often photographed taller than she was um I think I think she has a very beautiful face
1: okay I mean it's your opinion I respect you so Janasha it is
0: we don't have to agree on everything dad true Okay, so now we have a would you rather in the top two. The <laughs> Omara and Katie or Anna and Heather. Oh god. I mean, whoever asked this honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's gross. It's like would you rather have a shit sandwich or shit casserole.
1: Okay. Well, I like sandwiches more, so I think <laughs> I'm going to go with Siomara and Katie. I think just because but because you know what honestly, it is the exact it is like Joanna Mercedes because they're one's white and one's a woman of color, mm-hmm. and to have two women of co- to have two white women who didn't do anything to be in the top two, I think is disrespectful to the competition. So I would rather at least have women who actually wanted to be a model. <laughs> um, so I will give it to Siamara and Katie because it would have been nice to see, like No Lay said, he wanted to see Siamara in Couture, or he said that she would he she would thrive in Couture, right? Yeah. Or was it Eric who said that? One of them said that they would have loved to have seen or see someone like Ciamaro walk in couture shows. So I'm going to go with CMR and Katie.
0: Well, at least can... had
1: personality and did stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is a loaded question because we never saw Anna do anything except be Christ-like, and Heather um, was a mess. Not not only in every photo shoot, but in every episode she was in. So, and at least the OMR and Katie like they would have fought. Each other along the way because they hated Mm -hmm. each other. So I kind of am down for that. Some good drama,
1: yeah. Some good drama.
0: Let it. I also want to say that I used to love Katie when this, and that's like how how misguided I was when the show was airing. Like, how could you ever love Katie? It's gross. I hate myself. Good
1: God! Well, you were young and dumb. I was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. You weren't dumb. (laughs) Okay. Ooh, yes. This is a very meaty question. Meaty. Um, If Shandy had been in the final two with Ioana, who do you think would
0: have won? Ooh, this is thick and juicy. Just how I like it. Obviously, I I think Shandy would have slayed that runway. I think she would have won.
1: Okay. I think, you know, in, in the dream world that we live in, in the fantasy in the Shandy fantasy that we all lived in, we wanted her to win. I just don't know if she would have won against Joanna. She probably would have won against Mercedes, but I don't think she would have, again, would have won against Joanna just because her walk wasn't that strong and the judges weren't ready for someone with the type of Shandy walk that, she, that we see later in the cycles become kind of like the normal walk for like the, the alt girl. Yeah. Um, so I still think Joanna would have won, but it would have been really great to have seen actually two fierce competitors really go head to head. I think Shandy would have looked amazing in the clothing. Don't it would have been nice to
0: see her. Don't you think Shandy's walk is Elise adjacent? It's that very much like that? Yes, Mama but Elise had a better
1: at least knew what she, at least could control her body. Like when they did that um that one little catwalk challenge at panel and they took she she took that coat off real fucking nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm shandy couldn't do that well she did it at steven's house so yes I, it's in there it's in there i just don't think she would have won against Joanna. they both really wanted it but Joanna wanted it more i, I mean Joanna was ready
0: to cut a bitch i, I
1: mean yes one thousand percent
0: all right dr anaya which celebrity would you be assigned for in the look-alike photo challenge
1: um a oof i'm just gonna own up to it jonah hill no <laughs> what no <laughs> jonah hill <laughs>
0: uh that i don't see at all <laughs> okay who say you um well particularly at the time the show was airing people told me a lot that i looked like david boreanaz from buffy the vampire slayer bones and whatever seal team... angel oh well who, we don't talk about angel <laughs> angel's mostly bad um (laughs) yeah so that i would have done that and i would have done a buffy era okay okay
1: so a
0: pompadour no he had like kind of like spiky
1: oh okay 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 yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
1: oh he had the pompadour and bones um okay yeah fun (laughs) um okay this is obviously a really good question because we know it's true why do we think so many fans list Ioana as one of their favorites of all time?
0: Really great question. I think um, it kind of relates to what we were talking about, how when we watched the show you know, 17 years ago when it was airing, that we were different people and we had a different understanding of the world and a different mindset about everything from female ambition to um, you know racial relations to... Um, female agency. I I think a a lot of our values as a culture are shifting, finally, uh, in in the right direction. But Ioana, I'm I'm sort of surprised because Ioana is so driven in that it seems like she's the kind of person that people would naturally hate for that reason, because she also takes a lot of pleasure in winning. Um, And and those are, I call that the Anne Hathaway effect, where like, people just like latch onto that and they hate that person and they want to destroy them. Like Hillary Clinton, Taylor Swift, like there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole crew of white women <laughs> who like get it for being ambitious and enjoying success. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ioana was exempt from that, which I think is really interesting. And I only wonder if it's because of her relationship to her body and her body issues. So not only is there the the narrative arc of triumphing quote unquote over Um, you know her desire to lose weight to get on the show but then like on the show even we saw that like that wasn't over yet for her that like the issues with her body even though she had achieved the weight and the size that there were still you know like shape issues that she had to deal with and she had to just like a normal person does like they're all things that don't look great on us and we have to work around them so I think that makes her maybe a little bit more human and accessible for people. So, Ioana is definitely one of your faves. So, w- why don't you talk about... <laughs> one of my faves? Yeah. Sure that she is one of your favorites of all time if we go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast.
1: Oh, Okay, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have
1: receipts when I need them. Um, I, you hit the nail on the head. I think it was because so many girls saw themselves in Ioana was like, were like, okay, she is doing it for herself and nobody else. Um, where a lot of the other girls were like this money will mean so much to me and my family or like April I want to win like you know it's like that's kind of off-putting but I think you want really wanted it for herself because she really did love fashion she lost the weight she resonated with a lot of the the girls who struggle with weight the girls who struggle with eating disorders and I think she I she was just probably just a role model for them back in the day I think because of what she had gone through and what she wanted to achieve. And she did the damn thing, I guess, in the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, I don't condone her behavior looking back at it now, but I think it's, yeah, I think for me, for me, for sure, it's definitely the weight thing that um, I relate to more because I love fashion too, and it's hard to find stuff for myself. So yes, I feel like if I see someone who's like me doing something, I'm like, okay, it's doable. It can be done.
0: I do love that you brought up her love of fashion because she's also super knowledgeable about the fashion industry and we haven't really seen a contestant yet who brings that to the to the competition. And she I mean, you don't see a lot of them
1: either. Yeah in the later yeah, ever, cycles. They're just ever. like, um, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like in castings when like, who's your favorite model? And she, they're like, um, uh Varushka. And I'm like, no, bitch, someone from your time like not someone from the fucking 70s (laughs) um what's that bitch's name bianca jagger like what (laughs) (laughs) who wow (laughs) that was mean i mean obviously she's an icon but like not a model (laughs) um
0: all right dr and i i have a burning question here that has your name on it literally okay Giovanni, would you rather dean or dan and of course i'm speaking about the gentleman of d squared
1: <laughs> um like i said on the episode i have two holes for a reason
0: <laughs> uh, so are you, are you saying you want to visit the eiffel tower absolutely <laughs> <laughs>
1: i would love to visit the eiffel tower
0: in milan
1: <laughs> um i mean why have one when you can have both that look like
0: each other <laughs> Uh, double your pleasure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> double your fun. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. I mean, even now they've aged very gracefully. They're still very attractive men. They sound the same. They still dress the same. Um. They party hard, but yeah, who 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 doesn't want to be with a
0: who does want to be with twins? Ah, me. <laughs> 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 no offense you you live your fantasy i'm not yucking on your young but it like does make me feel ill <laughs> I, I i mean i am
1: i am a cosmopolitan man <laughs>
0: <laughs> very open-minded yeah uh, the
1: tra- the traveling life was made for me <laughs>
0: so, like if i'm in a three-way my first question is are we sure none of us share blood can we just like can we confirm it do you have a family tree let's check it out do you have a family
1: tree? <laughs> Um, So yes, so both. And for me, the answer is none. The answer (laughs) is none. (laughs) I'm not really into them, no. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) This is a very loaded question. Do we think Tyra would have had a music career or was it doomed from the beginning?
0: I like this question. Um, I think it's valid, actually, because um this was an era this is a run when when jennifer lopez transitioned from um acting dancing well she she was acting at the one movie she had she'd already done selena what yeah more than one movie not in 2004 what was she else in uh this is like u-turn this is when she was starting to get like oscar actually u-turn was late 90s so she was like getting oscar buzz for anaconda too i forgot about Anaconda. yeah yeah she was she was out there doing stuff um, okay. So I feel like she acting wise, she was like already had made a name for herself, um, and she was pivoting to, to music very very successfully. And one of the things that I think that she did that Tyra did not do was that although her music was popular, it felt very authentic to her, and it felt like music that she should be singing. And Tyra's like shaking. had I mean, other
1: people sing for her?
0: What are you being for real right now? Oh, you're saying Tyra, not Jennifer.
1: I'm talking about Jennifer Lopez. Oh, what? Charlie where have you been okay I hate to do this on this podcast but um it is a known fact that JLo does not sing all her songs she has relied on the backs of black female singers
0: wow no this is news to me okay um okay anyway what I re- regardless of that fact <laughs> I think Shake Your Body is a generic as fuck sounding like just like really like Pulled the zeitgeist of what was popular, like dance music at the time, like hit all of those like little bells and whistles because it sounds so dated now, right?
1: Yes, I I still like it. I I will still catch myself laying in bed watching the music video at two a.m. because it's what puts me to sleep sometimes.
0: I it Listen, is every time the, you do that, she gets paid and you're absolutely
1: as and you know what? And I hope one day we get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> Tyra. So I hope she's hearing. Um, (laughs) But Tyra was, Tyra threw the first brick at Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton. This Mm. is, this is Stars Are Blind for this time era. I don't know who was singing on the track because it definitely wasn't Tyra. (laughs) Um, But I think it got the job done, the job done. I think if... You were 21. You lived in WeHo or in Hell's Kitchen, and this song came on. You had just hit Jungle Juice, and you were out dancing like a slut.
0: <laughs> we need a popper sponsor. <laughs> no. um, you were. The water
1: was running clear when this song was coming on, <laughs> wow. and you had you had no you had let go of all inhibitions because it is it just makes you want to dance. I think it puts you in the mood. It's like. 2 a.m. You're sweaty. You see someone. You want to dance. You want to shake
0: your body against them. It does none of those things for me at all. Not one. Okay. Not a single one. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it's just this, me. This a is a song people. that would come on, and I'd be like, "Oh, let's go get a drink and take a break." I'm so. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god. I, it's a. It's a great pop song. I think it. I, it sounded I don't like think it was said, gonna go anywhere. It sounded it, like you said great. I didn't say it was god tier. I said it was a great song. It was a great pop song. I mean, this is being recorded. Okay, and people know where to find me <laughs> on my new Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think she had she had a music career. I, it was it was just not written in the stars for her. It was not in
0: not in any of the contracts. You know, like like the the women who come on the show not knowing anything about fashion. I feel like she didn't know anything about music. You know, like she didn't she didn't have that depth of knowledge or that passion for it that she had for fashion and modeling and entrepreneurship, as it turns out. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. That's your opinion, not mine. I just think she, it, it was really trendy to do things that weren't in your lane in this time. And I think she wanted to try something new. I just wish someone would have been like, no.
0: She was trying everything. She was trying everything. And that's great. You're
1: right. Yeah. This was just not the one that she going to it. stick to.
0: Um,
1: but, okay, next question.
0: Okay, Giovanni, why is the show so racist?
1: <laughs> Ooh, boy. Boy, boy, boy. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, you have a white woman yelling at a Black woman that she's not finished talking. She also said that it made her feel good that a Black woman was serving her her dinner.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, you also had um, a woman of color transformed into a other woman of color
0: darker one
1: a darker woman of color you had um
0: frequent use an of asian-american woman
1: play someone who wasn't asian-american and then was um confused for that other actress because she was asian-american
0: mm-hmm.
1: the self-awareness of knowing that you were racist and then not understanding why people didn't like the idea of you being racist. Like, when Tyra says that she doesn't understand why women of color don't like being darker, okay, then understand, what. ask someone why they don't like being darker. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I don't know what Ken Monk was thinking approving these shoots. I don't know in what right mind Jay, a uh, Canadian Latino, was thinking these were okay, too. You know, I th- I think
0: and being extremely charitable here that I I do think that we see frequently that Tyra is really excited about the idea of being edgy so she's trying to push boundaries and push envelopes and she was definitely pushing the envelope into racism like directly into the slot of racism um she was talking in yeah yeah and I think um you know power and privilege blind people to that because they they start to think that they can't make mistakes. Or um, like, it is hard. I, I can also imagine that perhaps a, a person who is in a oppressed in a group feels like they can't also oppress that same group that they are a member of. Like, um, but we all know that that's not the case uh, as gay people, for instance. <laughs> yes. uh, some of our biggest oppressors are other gay people. Yeah. <laughs> Tops, you're out there listening, (laughs) but not toppers. Your goal. Um,
1: no, I agree, I I totally agree with you. I couldn't have said it better myself, but you said it. So, thank you, Dr. (laughs) Okay, this one's a juicy one, too. Who is your all time least favorite contestant? (laughs) I mean, is it Heather? (laughs) Um, no because she had potential to I just don't know they didn't do anything to her makeup that makeover she did I don't know what happened they didn't do anything to her least favorite I think probably would probably be oh boy maybe Janasha I I don't even think she really cared like when they're doing the lookalike shoes and she's like making jokes and stuff and they're just like "Um, can you like not and I just don't think she should have been on the show I just don't think it like Granted, Tara wanted to believe that there was another five seven model somewhere around, but it just wasn't Janasha. You gotta look hard. You gotta look deep, bitch. There are you need a diamond among these semi-precious stones.
0: So I'm gonna share my theory of reality television, com- competitive reality television with you publicly on this podcast. <laughs> and that is that the order of the challenges is really significant about who did what determines the winner. Because you know, whatever someone's worst day is, if that worst day is in the second photo shoot or it's in the 12th photo shoot, like that makes a really big difference in the outcome of the competition. So it's, in some ways I think it's hard to judge someone's potential because we, like in the case of people who are eliminated in those first four episodes, like what did we really see? Like, I think Bethany might've had potential, but like all we ever knew about her was boobs. You know, like there wasn't, they didn't give her much more to do. but her, her eve shot is great, even though they said she looked like Dr. Susie, but it's like you made her look Dr. Susie. Yeah. So she did the assignment. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and with Janasha, there is something about her that I really liked. I think it's that sketcher shoot for me was like, she can do it. Um, Sketchers. Oh, shoot, Steve Madden. They're the same thing to my.: head. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the difference.: Yeah, uh, especially in this era. They looked identical. <laughs> no offense to sketchers no <laughs> not at all not at, i think steve Adam was the one who was ripping off a of sketchers, yeah um anyway so you know my point is that i thought i i thought i saw something there that i i never saw from heather for instance that i struggled to see in katie probably because she was crying or shitting on people all the time okay so then who was your least favorite well i just feel like i still lean toward heather because she's like <laughs> She couldn't even be on TV, you know, like blather, <laughs> blather. Yeah, she went back to that AE and became a nurse, and we'd love that for her. She be she's saving lives out there. Yeah,
1: she belong. She's she's home. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Heather. <laughs> what about you, Doctor Anaya? I already said it already. I think Janasha was
0: my least favorite oh, character. yeah, my I'm, favorite I'm, character. I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe I talked to all
1: that. <laughs>
0: she's a character.
1: She's a character. Yeah. Yeah, it just there was nothing there for me.
0: Okay, well, do you think the show would have been as successful without Janice?
1: I think this show needed the world's first supermodel, best selling
0: author. <laughs> and, I think wait, what did best selling author and so called first supermodel? Oh, no, <laughs> no, uh,
1: um, for the world's first supermodel and best selling author, as according as to went. her, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, no, I think people, I'm going to be honest, the first four cycles of Top Model were canon. It was like, it was reality gold. I think it was like, if you're going to watch Top Model, watch the first four cycles and it will, it just introduces you to so much. It, I mean, it was canon. It, Janice was canon in cycle two. She looked so good. She was on something, clearly on something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I'm not a doctor in real life. <laughs> I just pretend to be one. <laughs> but she also really, she also gave a perspective of an industry that had has evolved so much from when she was herself a yeah. model. Mm-hmm. To, you know, if you know anything about Janice now, she's really big on being sober and she you know she does rec- she does diz- she does recognize that the drugs and alcohol played a big role in her downfall of a model granted yes she also should have changed but she didn't <laughs> the industry changed a lot um, while she was still stuck in her ways but i mean it would just it would be like having if you were going to find the next basketball superstar it is like having magic johnson it would be like having magic johnson on a panel of basketball players really great in his time maybe now can give you really great advice, but not the best person to be giving you advice. Um, but I don't think, I think people loved the kookiness that she was. I mean, even the the that episode where she's like, my head hurts at the finale. And they're like, what is going on with this bitch? Mm-hmm. I think she had a lot of insight. She had a lot of insight that I think Tyra herself didn't even know because Tyra was, Tyra didn't want to participate in that part of the industry that Janice was in, mm-hmm. in the dark side of the modeling world. <laughs> um that we always been on when we were on the Tyra show.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, she also fulfilled what we now understand as a very important judge role, which is Simon Cowell, which is the person who just says the thing, you know, without that
1: you need to hear. Right. sometimes.
0: the thing that you need to hear, and it's not, it's not, um, it's not delivered softly or kindly. It's just delivered matter of factly. I, you know, I think th- sh- I think she's m- mainly remembered for her hijinks and for for that um for her barbs you know i don't think that she was ever really wrong i think I that mean, she did also, say some
1: things that were inappropriate
0: yes yes but she also had a very distinct point of view and it was not tyra's point of view right and so i think exactly it was, it was an important counterpoint on the judging panel and, and because the, they're the only two who have ever been women in the modeling industry they're uniquely qualified to evaluate the contestants
1: and I said that in one of the episodes. I think Janice is can speak from experience, and that's why if I were on the show, I'd be like, okay, she's making a good point. This isn't maybe my best side. Yeah, and she can teach me because she's she's going through this. She has gone through this. She was polarizing. I think that's what you need. In, you need in judges too. I think you you Janice is someone you love or you hate. There's no in between with her. You can't be like uh, she's okay. It's no. It's like that bitch is crazy, and or I fucking love her.
0: Right. But I also think that a lot of perceptions of Janice are. Are rooted in sexism because she doesn't act the way that we expect a woman to act. Um, you know, Tyra has that kind of refinement that we expect from from a host, and t- I think Tyra also understands code switching in a way that Janice Damn. has never never needed to learn. <laughs> no, a white woman.
1: No, she's a white woman from the seventies.
0: Um, but but you can tell that Tyra understands when it's time to be a host and when it's time to be Tyra. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Janice just never made that division so in some ways I think she appeals to a lot of gay people because we're attracted to women who are unapologetically authentic yeah for better or worse Um, but I think that that is also like very distressing to people who who prefer their women to be um, socialized
1: (laughs) true yeah I guess but I mean, to, to answer the question, I don't think it would have gone as far. No, Granted, she was only on it for the first four cycles. I can't imagine anyone else being there at the smallest Mm-mm. kids' table at Thanksgiving dinner than Janice Dickinson.
0: Those four cycles made the show
1: one thousand percent,
0: yes, absolutely, and um, I mean, after this, we get twiggy who who is the oatmeal version of the model? You know you're gonna take Twiggy side now. Tw-
1: Okay, Twiggy was an icon. Twiggy she was Twiggy an icon. revolutionized modeling. And what did she do on the panel? She gave she gave good feedback. <laughs> she wasn't tearing she she was the nice version of Janice. She
0: she was the Paula Abdul.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was your cheerleader. If yeah. you were having a bad day, Twiggy be like, "What's wrong, darling? Hello, Gavna?" She would be like, "I just don't see a model
0: in you. I'm sorry. I don't I don't see it."
1: Yeah, (laughs) she actually said that a few times to some people. Yeah. But yeah, I think just like we said, you had sex is iconic AMTM. Janice Mm -hmm. is AMTM too.
0: Agree. Agree.
1: You can't make this stuff up. She was Janice Dickinson. Mm -hmm. This was, she was not Janice Dickinson playing a character. This was a character playing Janice Dickinson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was Janice Dickinson playing everybody else on that. Yeah. Panel. <laughs> agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we think she's pretty critical. Yeah. I, I agree. I think yeah. so. She did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Anaya, that was our last question of the, this episode. This is the last episode of the cycle. <laughs> The next time we see each other, we will be in cycle three. We'll be in Los Angeles. Exciting! We love to love the West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> West um, Coast is the best coast. And cycle cycle three is a good
1: cycle. It is. There is just drama, every corner, every Iconography. turn. There is model teardroplets. If we have ever seen model teardroplets, we see girls who. We, I mean, we see the diva. We meet the diva.
0: Oh man. Uh, we meet Ice Queen. We see some. We meet some of my favorite models of the entire series. <laughs> we meet cycle. the fashion
1: merchandiser.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just for a second, though, um, this this cycle is going to take us places. It's going to teach us things. Oh, icons!
1: She makes us proud to be an American, where at least we know <laughs> we're free.
0: <laughs> the, the next season is icons aplenty. plenty. Yeah, I, stacked. Very, very excited for it. Yeah, same. All right, Dr. Anaya, thank you for your time and your expertise uh, teaching the children. Always, anytime. I'm,
1: the, <laughs> the door is always open. I have an open door policy
0: <laughs> until you walk inside. And let me tell you, then that door is closed. <laughs> do not enter, do not disturb.
1: We, we may be in LA, but when you come into my door, we're in Paris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he wants to show you that Eiffel Tower, boys.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah thanks so much have a good night you too
0: bye bye
1: everyone